In a world where our best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Gotcha. <laughs> you fucking dare say it. Welcome to shit show. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> It is episode 25. The quarter ton. The quarter ton. And Rig, one thing has been a constant through our incredible foray into the best laid plans of mice and men, and that is your love for the people's chip, Ajita's Veggie Deli Crisps. Yes, welcome back. I know that I've uh, thrown a spare in the works by doing the intros because I'm doing the segments. However, mate, it's, it's just one of those nights. It is just one of those nights. It's close to midnight. <laughs> Absolutely close we re- to midnight. We released the cast in six hours. Nothing could possibly go wrong. <laughs> Nothing but net. Swish. So I'm going to take over because you have got the segments tonight, today, whenever you're listening, and you are going to start us off with the Trainwreck Trophy. They are three things that you've gone away and you've found through the internet, through the internet, and you have found the three best train wrecks from this week. I'm going to award one of them the Trainwreck Trophy for this week. Mate, what have you got? Okay. So this is, I reckon, one of the best contenders we have ever come across. Wow. And it's homegrown. That, wow. Yep. That's a bold strategy. Let's (laughs) see if it pays off. So, One Nation, the political party. Yep. Could have featured much earlier, but uh, we don't like low-hanging fruit. No. Have you seen the interview that they had with candidate Mark Thornton in Townsville? I have not. One Nation candidate Mark Thornton. He is currently running uh, for a a seat in the Townsville region and he has been involved in one of the greatest interview faux pas in political history. A reporter is basically talking to him about about his upcoming uh, run. Yeah. And this guy has done his fucking homework because it turns out that Mark Thornton happens to be the owner and proprietor of a sex shop. Wow. (laughs) Okay. The sex shop is called Cupid's Cabin. (laughs) Okay. And uh, reporter Ben Murphy, our hats are off to you, sir, because this was some serious sleuthing. Yeah. Mark Thornton was asked about a number of potentially inappropriate memes that were posted on the page. He was asked, asked if he monitored the Facebook post for Cupid's Cabin and said it was run by his partner. Murphy said about a post on the site that stated, good sex should be in the grey area between tickle fight and domestic violence. Oh. <laughs> very, very loose. And Mr Murphy has said, what do you make of that? Mr Thornton denied having seen it, but responded with, oh, that probably comes back to the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey type. That's out there. (laughs) What What? the fuck? (laughs) I speak for every person that has read this and is hearing this now when I say, Thornton, what the fuck? (laughs) Are you condoning that? Or are you literally stating that there are weird sectors of society that dig that? Because either way, what the fuck? I, I love how, the, so the meme has, I feel like the meme just had grey in it and his brain just <laughs> went straight to Fifty Shades and was like, well, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. 
Right. But <laughs> do you know what you just said? <laughs> Idiot. And uh, he's then been asked about a couple of others. Uh, for example, this one. A blowjob a week can lower a man's risk of heart disease. So don't be shy, girls. Save a life. Mm. That question prompted one nation, le- one nation leader, Pauline Hansen, to interrupt the press conference. You know you're fucking drowning when Pauline Hansen <laughs> interrupts a press conference to say, "All right, I think shit." All right, this is becoming a bit of. A <laughs> I think shit is a little bit too radical here. <laughs> Great use of the word radical when re- referencing Pauline Hansen. <laughs> so she says. Excuse me, can I actually... I'm not aware of this. Can you tell me what side it's from and where it's from? I've never heard of it. (laughs) That is the only voice you've nailed in this whole run. Yeah, if there's one thing I can do, it is red-headed racist. (laughs) Mr Murphy then showed Ms Hanson a photo on his mobile phone and quoted... At least he's not texting because that would be dangerous. And it's got a pretty precarious photo on there. Anyway, goes on... Basically, Pauline Hanson ends up in a corner where she's she's asking a reporter about what the details are of the sex shop that her candidate owns and runs while he right. stands there trying his best to fucking evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when, when you go onto our page and have a look at this video, because we will post the whole thing in full... I want you to look very, very closely at the woman in the background. There is a rando. She stands there and her face is fucking life. (laughs) It is immense because she goes from a uh, resting bitch face to a you are a pederast (laughs) while looking at this bloke from behind his weird bald head. Zero to a hundred real quick. So that's the first one. Yeah. The second one, an outgoing Twitter employee shut down Donald Trump's Twitter. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yes. Or yes, she did. (laughs) Here's the go. A Twitter employee has shut down Trump's account on their last last day of work. Amazing. So his account was only offline for 11 minutes, but... Because it's the most important Twitter account in yeah, the in the yeah, Western world at yeah, the moment, yeah, yeah. people realised. Yeah, uh, it's been used since two thousand and nine, <laughs> and he goes on and he posts, "My Twitter account was taken down for eleven minutes by a rogue employee. I guess the word must finally be getting out and having an impact." No, mate, it's really not. That, that is that's straight up delusions <laughs> of grandeur. <laughs> it really is stopping so, me from fucking telling the truth. <laughs> Stop People it. want to hear it. <laughs> they were doing him a favour. They're like, buddy, you've had a couple. Yeah. Let's just shut this shit down for 11 minutes. <laughs> Everyone is dumber for having read it. <laughs> I award you no points. And may <laughs> God, God have, have mercy on your soul. So here's the other thing. Twitter has come out and they initially said uh, that it was inadvertently deactivated. Then a couple of hours later, they've gone, through our investigation, we've learned this was done by a Twitter customer support employee who did this on their last day. How good is that? It's it's, it's, it's muck-up day at school. <laughs> it was one day away from retirement. He's just, I love that. It's so good. And also, because Twitter's then had to come out and defend the ability of their employees to access high-profile accounts, which then results in this incredible 
like accidental faux pas. Yeah. Or just faux pas, I guess you would call it. Or Forks Pass. Yep. A former senior employee told BuzzFeed News that a lot of employees have the ability to suspend a user's, to suspend a user's account oh, wow. and that fewer in the hundreds can deactivate one. It's one click if you have the rights to access the tool, the person said. The source noted that Twitter was aware that its suspension permissions could be abused but did not change its protocol, and here comes the kicker. There was discussion that for verified accounts or high-profile ones, there'd be special protections. Two keys. But it was never implemented. So Twitter is talking about implementing the nuclear protocol to stop the guy who has access to the nuclear protocol's account being shut down. What the actual fuck? <laughs> the wrong protocol is in effect. So it's uh, so it was one click in the end. It's one click. It's one click in the end. When in reality, it's meant to be the whole nuclear codes, where like there's two there's guys, two guys like, and they both the key at the same time. Account. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it's that's what it should be. But uh, but no. Nah. Twitter's gone. That's too much. That's too much work. Also, it'll stop our outgoing employees from going fucking slapping their dicks all around we, the internet. We, we were going to get to that, but we thought two hundred and eighty characters is probably a bit more impressive. <laughs> so that's the second one. The third one is a phenomenal one that we've actually been sent by uh, the guy who used to whose site used to host our podcast, uh, Kyron from Zencast. Ah, oh, what a legend! G'day, Kyron. If you if you are starting a podcast or if uh, you have a podcast and just want to change providers, Kyron is awesome. He's a legend. So he has sent us this Parkdale in Melbourne. There is a Metro v Pigeons war being waged. <laughs> What? So, basically, 6th of October 2016, and we'll post all these photos up, but 2016, there's a pigeon that starts nesting precariously on top of the network status sign at Parkdale Station. A few days later, the nest was removed and the sign was cleaned. Winner, Metro Infrastructure, round one. (laughs) Round two, 4th of November 2016, the pigeon has returned and built another nest. (laughs) 21st of Jan, nest cleared, spikes installed in an attempt to prevent pigeons. Winner, Metro Infrastructure. (laughs) Round three, 27th of July, 2017. Same pigeon returns and builds a nest despite the presence of spikes. 28th of September, nest removed, more spikes installed. Winner, Metro Infrastructure. Round four, 9th of October, 2017. Pigeon returns and builds an even bigger nest supported by the new spikes. <coughs> Metro infrastructure unable to remove nest. Winner of war. Pigeons. <laughs> this is the fucking emu wars all over why, again. Why as a country... Do we not know how to do birds? <laughs> Australians are proving through history that we have a huge Achilles heel. And that is birds. Yeah, I mean, you think about the emu war, you think about this pigeon versus the Metro... We have a bird that no one fucks with. We just put up a sign about fucking magpies and we leave them the fuck alone because we know we're not going to win that fight. Exactly. So I really tip my hats to uh, to pigeons everywhere for their persistence, especially considering that spikes, that's literally like going as a human, you know where I'll build my house? Broken glass. Straight on top of broken glass. <laughs> straight in this lava. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Pigeons are pigeons for the win. So those are the three. The yeah. first one is sex shop owning fuckhead Mark Thornton, the yeah. One Nation candidate, yeah. and his train wreck interview. Uh, the second one is the Twitter hero who left Twitter but 
pulled uh, Trump's Twitter down with him as he was leaving. And the third one is the Parkdale Pigeon Wars. <laughs> right. So the Parkdale Pigeon Wars, I feel it's a great story, but it, it pales in comparison. Not to in the, the league. Wars. It's not. It's the, not. It's not there. That's that's under twelves, and we're talking full blown seniors here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and as as far as the the second one goes. I'm not. Uh, I, I can't give it to the to the Twitter thing because again, I feel it's under twelves to the seniors that was <laughs> the girl who got invited to the fucking mum's soccer group chat. <laughs> oh yes. that was just all time when it comes to social media. So I'm giving it to number one, fucking Mark Thornton, <laughs> which was the best, and whoever that legend was, Murphy. Who just literally gave it to him, and Hanson just was finding <laughs> shit out for the first time. <laughs> yes. Have to give it there. Perfect. Cue music. Train wreck. Train wreck. Train wreck. Trophy. All righty, which means we're about to move on to our second segment of this particular cast, and it is the one, the only poos in the news. Gus has gone again through the internet, and he's found the best stories about public defecation. Gus, what have you got for us, buddy? Well, hey, I've, I've got to I've got to embrace this because uh, we recently embrace shit thing. <laughs> we recently discovered that there's a possibility that at the end of this season, which is in a matter of weeks, we'll be able to vote on segments that we no longer want to do. I feel so like I'm gonna, putting my gonna, fucking hand right up. It's going to be you and our manager <laughs> against me in a room. <laughs> Start generating support, Rick. <laughs> because it's me, George Organ, Gergs, <laughs> half the rest of the population. Yeah. All right. So I'm going a little different this week. You have two options. Yeah. You can, you can choose your own you adventure. Can fuck right off, or you can fuck right off. Is this off. a poos your own adventure? It is a poos your own adventure. <laughs> oh, that's so good by you. Uh, all right. You can choose two locations. Okay. One of them you it's can in pick. the UK. <laughs> so here we go. You can either choose Perth, Australia. Okay. Or somewhere in the UK. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try and say this place name. <laughs> or. Wales? Iceland. <laughs> Based purely on that, Iceland. Oh, alrighty. Icelandic I farmer. Also, I also didn't quite catch where this story was set. <laughs> oh, funny you should ask that, fuckhead, because it happens to be in Flotsdaler. Icelandic farmer outraged as... What's the, what's the farmer's name? <laughs> I'll get to it. Icelandic farmer outraged as tourist poops next to Bo's box. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, it's got a character in here that looks like a sticking your tongue out emoji. So I'm going to assume that that is a P. <laughs> farmer porkle... <laughs> Daniel Eriksson in Fjordsteller, South Iceland, <laughs> was less than was less than pleased at the sight of a tourist with his pants down doing a number two at the farm's post box in the driveway. He's had enough of tourists pooping wherever they please in Iceland. In fact, 
Eriksson was so upset that he took photos of the occurrence and shared them on his Facebook page. Love it. The post has gone viral in Iceland, which means that four people read it. (laughs) (laughs) I've had it up to here with tourists doing this and it's only getting worse, he wrote. This shithead decided to do a shit just by our home. He almost (laughs) shat into the post box itself, said Eriksson. If that's a direct translation, then Iceland is a much cooler country than I thought (laughs) because that is brazen. Yeah. He adds that the man had parked his car next to the post box and then proceeded to go to the toilet. The man then walked on skis up to the farm where where Eriksson stopped him in his tracks and asked him where he was going. I told him this was not a parking lot and certainly not a toilet, and he just replied, so, and started <laughs> arguing. I asked him whether he did this kind of thing at home and how he would feel if I did the same thing in his home, and he just answered, yes. <laughs> I told him I thought this was disgusting, and he just gave a smirk. I feel this is a this is a not correct translation, an incorrect translation, if you will. Uh, I've got a fuck. I've got to read this next bit. Yes, good. Fljotsdilir <laughs> is the innermost farm in the lush Fljotsdilio <laughs> Valley. <laughs> and Ericsson <laughs> says that plenty of tourists stop there to go to the toilet. It's certainly not a good experience. And sometimes when you take the dog out for a walk and he rolls around in something and you start wondering, is that from a sheep? A horse or a human? <laughs> he suggested the district council that a public toilet should be put up in the area. But then the question is, why should the county put money towards people that leave nothing behind except poo? <laughs> so this uh, this guy, uh, just to repeat, uh, his name is Farmer Porkel Daniel Eriksson. He's had some things to say. <laughs> And that I, is that uh, is booze in the news. Just, <laughs> we just, are going to South I, Korea, I, yeah. and I'm going to have to pronounce all of this <laughs> bullshit every day. I, I seriously, I love the fact where he's just like some dude shouting him, was like, "Hey man, this isn't a parking lot or a toilet." I'm like, "Why parking? <laughs> why lot parking first? lot? <laughs> what fucking place do you live in? <laughs> I'll tell you what place he lives in. Fear of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I also like that he asked him a series of questions and the guy was just like, So? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of our interview with uh, Jonas oh, Kinder. Kinder. Oh, yes. Mm. All right, so that oh. was person the news for another week, which means we head on to the uh, final, well, one of the final segments, the final segment that you have, which is the one, the only one star reservoir, Q Music. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. One star reservoir. Wow. All right, and we're back. So, one star <laughs> reservoir. Gus has gone and he's found the best reviews on all of the review sites. Anything that can be reviewed that's on the internet, he's gone and he's found the best one-star reviews and he's going to give me the best three that he's found this week. What have you got, buddy? <laughs> okay, so the first one is from a bloke on Yelp. His name is Robert S. And it, it's a it's a multi-parter, so you just have to hang with me. Okay. So, the, so this is posted in 2009. One star. 
I paid a cover to get in on a Saturday night, was having a good time, had a couple of drinks. Then I committed the terrible crime of asking for tap water. I was told I could not have any tap water, that I had to pay $2.50 for bottled water. Great. Plastic. Right into the landfill. I was really dehydrated and bought the water but didn't bother tipping the douchebag bartender. I won't be returning to this place. They made an undeserved $2.50 and in the process lost hundreds in future sales. Good job, morons. That's 2009. Okay. This guy maintains the rage. 2011. Same place. Same place. One star. Almost two years out now and haven't been back. As I said, you made $2.50 you didn't deserve and lost out on a couple of thousand dollars I would have spent there by now. Way to win over your customers. 2013. One star. Coming up on four years now of not having been back since they robbed me of money to buy a glass of water despite having been drinking actual alcoholic beverages all evening. They've lost plenty of my money. 2014, one star. It's been five years now since I spent a single dollar in this place. They've lost a couple of thousand dollars now in sales to me. I hope the three dollars they made on the glass of tap water they charged me is paying their bills. God knows I'm not. (laughs) Holy shit. Robert S. from San Francisco was pissed. fuck. Imagine... For five years. That much hatred. <laughs> Every year. And I understand that it probably became one of those things that's like, yeah, it was a piss take by the end. But yeah. you know what? I don't even know that it is. When you're that angry, I, when you're that much of a cockhead, I think that's your yearly thing. Because yeah. because the other thing is... it's 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 It is your yearly thing. It's write cards to family for Christmas, <laughs> write one star review <laughs> on that place I went to in t- 2009. It's always around Easter. The first one was... <laughs> That's why he remembers. So he remembers. First one was in March, uh, and then it's like early May, early May, late April. It's like it just gets to Easter, and he's like, oh, yeah, that $2.50! <laughs> does, does Yelp have that whole, like, Facebook memory function where it's just like, look back fondly on your reviews from a year ago, and then he'll be like, That's fucking right! $2.50! <laughs> I also love that he keeps bragging about how they've lost thousands of dollars. It's like the venue's going to read that and go, he's right, we are going under. It's a tragedy of our own making. Ah, uh, we could have used that couple of grand. <laughs> so that's the first one. Yeah. Uh, the the second one is <laughs> writes this review of a Chinese restaurant. Okay. He says, and his name is Dan W, again on Yelp. Yeah. I guess it's tough to give an accurate rating on this, but I'm not going back. My experience was at at around 7.30pm on a Wednesday. I was flying solo that night after a particularly challenging day. The waiter came up and asked how many. I said one. I'd planned to sit at the bar or or get the food to go. She said one, no, one, and then ran off. I waited a minute at the door and then left. They were busy and potentially understaffed. It's not that classy of a place, but they refused to seat me. Sure, I was wearing jeans and a baseball cap with my flannel shirt not tucked in. I had no intentions of taking a full table, just any corner I could fit in or order off the menu to go once the guy next to me was done with it. Oh, well, next time I go out in a group of three to six, we'll take our business elsewhere. The key to a good business is to be consistent in the small things. That sucks. I just wanted food and I had cash. Just as I sat down, two people called me and my entourage of six had an amazing dinner at Thai Stick. So here's the thing. That review, you're like, yeah, I've seen plenty of those. Yeah. I've read plenty of them on Yelp. Yeah. Nothing special about that. Right. What is special is that the owner of the restaurant 
goes fucking postal. Yes. Because his son has seen this review and gone, um, all right, well, that sounds fucked. And if that's true, I've got to have some words with the staff. So goes and checks the security cameras. Right. Turns out old mate was in the restaurant for a full 22 seconds and that allowed him to write that scathing review oh my God. and spoke to no one. So he didn't converse with anyone inside the restaurant and he was there for 22 seconds yeah. and so they go for the jugular. Yeah. They post the video of their security footage <laughs> in response to his Yelp review and then go... In this first video, you can see that you ended at 1907, which is earlier than you quoted. You can also see that you did not wait a minute at the door. You spent a total of 22 seconds in the establishment. This video also clearly shows that there were other patrons waiting. We're sincerely sorry that we forgot to recognise your very, very VIP status at Wonderful, a status so special that you don't have to sign the waiting list like everyone else. I've never been to a restaurant where, to refuse to, where, where they refuse to seat people because they're wearing what you were wearing. You looked fine. <laughs> You're dreaming if you think that's why you didn't get service. Dan, we didn't refuse to seat you. You refused to wait in line like everybody else. You thought you were special, so special that you don't have to follow the rules. That's not true. We caught you, and now you're banned. Oh, <laughs> hectic. So they banned this bloke. He then responds, and he's like, nah, that's not me. You don't know that that was me. Uh, but also, uh, can you take that video down, and then we'll just forget the whole thing. Really? Yeah. And uh, they've gone, nah, nah, bruh. <laughs> and so they just kept being like, we have seen from your Facebook profile that this is, in fact, you. 22 seconds, never come here ever again. You're banned. You're banned from Wonderful Dan. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the second one. The third one, for our American listeners, at least three out of five of you are with Comcast. Which is an American uh, monopoly. It's insane. It's a. It's like a cable and an internet company. Yeah, I think it's like a. It's an NBC thing. Yeah, or an MSNBC thing. Um, they've just been voted America's most hated company, Fantastic. which which is huge. Oh yeah, considering that our show is dedicated to looking at some fuck up companies. Oh yeah. But they've been voted the most hated. Okay. Uh, by a financial news site Twenty Four Seven Wall Street. They identified 12 companies hated by customers, employees, and the general public, and Comcast came first. Oh, wow. So it was like a, a cumulative thing across all three Across areas. all wow. of them. Imagine being hated by fucking everyone. Oh, Jesus. Everybody. So I went, let's go find the best of these reviews. Amazing. There's a couple of absolute crackers, but in order to understand this, you have to get you like, wrap your head around just how fucked these guys are. So they have this enormous monopoly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucking huge mm. to the point where they also they schedule things, but just at at on a whim. And I think that they deliberately troll people because when people start posting something to their Facebook page. That doesn't solve it. That actually makes them makes the problem exacerbate. So, for example, these guys start uh, start posting yesterday about twenty three hours of, uh, ago. So, like Saturday night yeah. uh, in in America. Yeah. One guy's posted, "Drop the ball tonight. Husky game starts at seven thirty p.m. But you leave on some stupid redneck racing that nobody is in the stands for or gives a crap about. Telling customers to switch to another channel that you don't even offer." Dumb. 
Another person just says, Husky game? 50 question marks. Another person says, who gives a fuck about truck racing in Washington? Where the hell is the Huskies game? So mad, cancelling in the morning. Another person. Xfinity Comcast really dropped the ball tonight in Seattle. They had the UW-Stanford game scheduled and are preempting it with a fucking redneck NASCAR pickup race where the rednecks can't do more than a lap without running into each other and crashing. What the fuck? (laughs) This continues on and on and on. It's just post after post of this. No responses from Comcast. It's just huge. So that means that when you hear this, it will just really resonate with just how fucking annoying it must be to yeah. deal with these guys. Yeah. I would get more enjoyment for my $210 a month if you could send some technicians over, say, once a week, ring the doorbell, and when I answer, deliver, deliver me a swift kick in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> not a swap, not a grazing, do not tease me. I'm requesting a kick similar to Hall of Fame punter Ray Guy's technique. <laughs> Now, like an idiot, I will unplug my box and for the fourth fucking time reset it, or can you please send me another signal? (laughs) 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 There are so many of them. (coughs) That is great. But, yeah, that is the the third of our one-star reviews, Comcast. Mate, there's a bit of outside-the-box thinking with uh, with one-star reservoir this week. Yeah. Really enjoyable, though. Yep. So that is that is the end of the segments, which means that it's time for Rig to bring us uh, the main course. And considering that this uh, this cast got put back by close to twelve hours while we cleaned up the nuclear wasteland that is the dungeon, <laughs> and it is now slightly less shit, but still <laughs> thoroughly shit. It's less Fallout Four and more Blade Runner. <laughs> so. We uh, and by the way, I just want to say that before I get into the spotlight, there, I got asked by a good friend of the show, Gordon Willis. He said, "Are you saying the media portion of the cast, or are you saying the meteor version?" <laughs> and I just, want yes, to, I, I just want to put on on the record, meteor, M E A T I E R. Yeah, like the opposite of the vegetarian meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Good. Spotlight for this week. Go on. In 1968, two researchers in a Procter & Gamble lab, so you know this is going to be good, (laughs) were working on a solution to deliver fat to premature babies. So obviously it's the same thing that they do with uh, people who have anorexia or bulimia. They give them a solution which is high in fat and carbs, allowing them to gain weight and, and get healthier. Yep. Critical science. Yeah. They created sucrose polyester, which P&G dubbed Olestra, and it failed miserably. This was due to the fact that the large and fatty molecules passed right through digestive systems without being absorbed. Sure. What they accidentally found through this discovery was that Olestra also bound to molecules like cholesterol and like a cowboy with a lasso (laughs) rounded them up and dragged them out of the body. Okay. So P and G are now dollar sign emojis with the tongue sticking out. Yeah, big, big time. They, they, they found a cure for cholesterol. Yeah, so they're like, if we market this, we can tell people that our product's lower cholesterol, we're going to be fucking rich, it's snowing, cocaine for everyone, hook, yeah. hookers all around. Yeah, spot on. Um, call, call Michael Carroll, who hasn't been bored yet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for these burgeoning Bond villains, 
they, uh, they have a significant obstacle in the Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA. Sure. It's a, it's a government body, for those who don't know, that has to approve and license all new food and drug products before they hit the market in America, run a bunch of tests, make sure it's fit for human consumption. For those who don't know, read a fucking paper sometimes. <laughs> those who don't, who don't know, don't stop know about listening the- to our fucking cast. <laughs> We're too smart for you. Get fucked. No. <laughs> Food and Drug Administration. But, but seriously, read. But, but do us a favour and read. Do everyone a favour and read. Olestra. Yeah. Olestra is caught up in FDA red tape for 10 years after P&G failed to demonstrate the health benefits that they claim. So the bigwigs at P&G decide to use it instead as a fat substitute in food. Uh, what? Now, minimising fat yeah. was on everyone's lips at the time. And that was... <laughs> Botox. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And that, but, but this was thanks in large part to a 1976 congressional hearing linking high-fat diets to heart disease. Now, this is actually less in the interest of the public good and more about the fact that eight senators from the 60s to the 70s died while in office of heart disease. <laughs> so, like, old rich is... white dudes were like, something's coming. We're going to do something stop. about this. Someone's obviously run into the office one day and gone, Hundreds of thousands of people are dying from coronary heart disease. We we got to do something. No, nah, it'll be fine. Jeff uh, from down the hall died last last week of heart disease. We need to discuss this. This needs to be fixed. It's like it's 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 totally a thing. Yeah. So regardless, the 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 findings of of this congressional hearing really hit home for for many Americans. They showed that fat was the villain. So there was too much of it in the American diet at the time. The solution was to eat more carbs, specifically vegetables, fruit, and whole grains. Okay. The, they're all important food groups. But what Americans heard was, no more fats, only carbs. Carb city, <laughs> carbs, carbs, carbs. That's all they heard. So suddenly people are running to eat pasta, rice, potatoes, and high sugar and sodium foods as long as they don't have fat in them. Uh, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> Obesity, I don't think you do. Obesity and diabetes rates steadily rise as people are people are like, guys, seriously, stop eating fats. And there's some fat fuck shoving a full jacket potato in his mouth going, we're not eating fat. <laughs> they told us to eat the carbs. But fat-free products are exploding in, in, in other products like frozen foods, uh, certain types of gum, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Sh- uh, low uh, artificial sweeteners, okay. stuff like that. So when P&G, along with competitors PepsiCo, Kraft and Unilever, starts to see these behaviours affect the market, mm. they join a race. To the, to, <laughs> the, to, to the, to the, bo- the, the no-fat race, Oh, right. I thought you were, were going to be like, they became Africans. No. no. <laughs> Olestra was their weapon in the, in this war as... Sure. They could theoretically healthify fatty foods. That's what Olestra promised to do. Remember, remember how I said before that Olestra basically passed through the digestive system without being absorbed? Yeah. So put into things like cooking oil, chips, cookies, and other things, people would eat them but almost feel like they never had. Uh, okay. So it, as in they're like appetite suppressants, essentially. It, like but, but people are actually, no, it's the opposite. It's, it's like people are eating them and they're still hungry? People are eating them and they're just like, 
feels like a meeting, nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at all. all. <laughs> nothing at all. So because they're like fat free. Great. That's terrible. Because people people's brains are gonna still be hungry. Still. The FDA needs to be convinced that Olestra is a thing that is going to work in these foods. It's gonna be it's gonna be safe. A number of studies were commissioned by P and G, so you know they were totally oh, fucking legit. No. As, no big farmer. As you would expect. Zero problems. <laughs> Goose egg. <laughs> there were, however, independent studies conducted at the same time. And here's where things get interesting, my friend. I'm assuming that there were one to 8,000 problems in those independent studies. One found that 16 potato chips made with Olestra caused diarrhea in half the participants. <laughs> the s- that half? These in half the participants, Rick, fifty <laughs> yep. percent of participants shat themselves. That is yep. fucking fifty percent too high. It's real fucking high. The Center for Science in the Public Interest reported that a sixty-three-year-old Indianapolis woman ruined three pairs of underwear and had no <laughs> friends for two days what? after eating Olestra chips. What? Is, who is doing this study? What, when is that a question? <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna get you to write down how many friends you've got on this piece of paper and pass them across the table, and then in two days' time, we'll get you to do that at your. Oh my God, it's gone down. I mean, I feel pretty bad if if you. It, like, how would your friends leave you in that time of need? <laughs> I, I, know, I know people who have, like, you know, helped their friends by holding their hair while they vomit into a toilet. If you can't deal with your friend shitting your pants, you don't deserve to be a friend. <laughs> well, if you can't deal with your, shen- with your friend shitting your pants, I think you are normal. <laughs> because if, I, have, I am yet to be friends with someone that comes over and shits my pants. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a real... Three times, Rick. Never say never. I've got a lot of time on my plate now. <laughs> I am not looking forward to travelling with you for a month. <laughs> so, even P&G studies start finding stuff. They yeah. start having results where gastrointestinal distress is a problem. Oh, but by this time, P&G are $300 million and 25 years in the hole. <laughs> the quarter ton. Yeah. So they press on for approval from the FDA. They're too deep, Rick. They're too once, deep. Once you are the, it's like the, uh, forget what the phrase is, but basically once you've invested enough money in something like you're pot committed, like you have to keep going. Balls deep is the scientific <laughs> term. So Ballas vara, yeah. Ballas teeth. <laughs> <laughs> they go fucking hard in the paint. So more studies find that gastro is a thing with these chips. Their response? Nah, it's just like fucking all brand or other high fiber foods. You shit more. That's life. <laughs> Please tell me that was an actual That's not an actual quote. That's uh, me paraphrasing. Come on. Another independent study shows that Olestra... This is the media portion. <laughs> another independent study shows that Olestra, to invoke my cowboy with the lasso analogy from before, not only drags out fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K that fight cancer, but they also make people shit their pants. So <laughs> P&G's response, well, fucking fine. We'll just add the vitamins into the recipe so you can get your goddamn vitamins. Oh, this is not... The way they they need this to go through so bad. So this is, bad. This has become yeah full single white female crazy. <laughs> it's so fucked. No one seems to be asking any more questions from the FDA standpoint because, as you can imagine, P and G are lobbying hard like motherfuckers. <laughs> 
Champagne showers, kickbacks, strippers, the whole nine yards. Yep. And it works. On on the proviso that the chips have a label warning that reads, Olestra may cause abdominal cramping and loose stools in brackets, anal leakage. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is after you've just taken after you've just taken everyone out for for dinner. <laughs> And then they go, well, Bill, I think we've got a deal here. Uh, just one teensy tansy thing. Uh, you're just going to have to put a little little sticker on them packets saying uh, that these chips are going to make you shit your life out. But uh, other than that, you're good to go, my friend. You're good to go, my friend. I Thanks hope. for the all-you-can-eat snow crab legs. <laughs> what size nappy do you take? So... Lester gets the go-ahead in 1996 because, as the Beyonce song should probably be worded, who run the world, old white man. <laughs> Not as catchy, though. The companies then set off to make their products. Most of them, including P&G, head to a large trade show in Indianapolis in 1997. Sure. It's essentially a giant market test. Yep. Uh, that all these companies go to before going national. <laughs> or, or, as they look at it, a giant shit show. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. The responses from the public are largely positive, bordering on the insane. <laughs> what? Here's a quote from a New York Times article about said trade show. A visitor asked if they'd heard about any drawbacks to Alestra. Oh, you mean the loose stools, Miss Campbell said, laughing to say the phrase aloud. Well, my roommate had diarrhoea, but I haven't had a problem, she smiled. I have a stomach of steel. What? Here's another quote from the same article. Not, that's not... A, but poor sample pool. Here's, here's another quote from the same article. I had to lay off these for a while because they gave me diarrhoea and loose stools, said, <laughs> said Matt Hale, an Indianapolis mechanic. <laughs> mechanic! <laughs> that is not a place uh, you want to be shooting yourself. I know, who was popping a canister of fat-free Pringles into his shopping cart at a Marsh store in the Broad Ripple section of town. But I didn't think it was severe enough so I couldn't buy them again. What is wrong with these people? And here is the most bizarre quote from that article. Dr. Carol Samoth, 38, an audiologist at a hospital in Indianapolis, ate a bag of chips and was very ill for 12 hours and up all night, she said. I did a mini experiment, Dr. Samoth said. I waited four or five days, then tried a much smaller amount of the chips, and I had a milder version of the same symptoms. I had the same problem after a third try. <laughs> Why did you try them a third time? What are you fucking trying to prove? <laughs> <clears throat> Shat my pants the first time. Thought that was kind of weird. Tried a little less. Shat my pants still just a little less. I thought this ain't over. I'm going to try them for a third time. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Look. Rick. Fool me twice. Shame on me. <laughs> Thrice, I've lost my third <laughs> pair of underwear. This sounds suspiciously like something that we've heard before. And I just want to quickly read you a line from the Haribo Gummy Bears <laughs> review, which says, I made it home and what happened then was like something out of Dante's Inferno. My butt became an upside down volcano. <laughs> that is... Is this. That is this. This is that. It's very, very similar. They are the same. That's it. So, back back to, <laughs> back to where we are. As much as I love hearing about <laughs> Haribo's sugar-free gummy bears. In any case, 
chips containing Olestra, again, again, a synthetic compound that causes diarrhea and anal leakage, (laughs) (laughs) go national in 1998. This is not good. With products like Procter & Gamble's Fat-Free Pringles and Frito-Lay's Wow line of chips that that included Ruffles, Tostitos and Doritos. They are all quite popular. This is not going to end well. Yeah. This, this, oh man. Is it not going to end well? Oh, big pharma. Sales are through the fucking roof. Yeah, and a lot of things are about to be through the floor. $400 million in 98 alone. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of chips. Your eyes are wider than some of these anuses. (laughs) I am, I am shocked, to say the least, because that means there's what? 300 million people in, in America? At that time, yeah. Yeah, and let's just say that only 50 million of them buy this shit. Yeah. The, the average, there are, lo- there are lots of the, bags the, of shit the, chips. The, the, average, the average unit price, probably two bucks. Yeah, I'd say so. So that accounts for 100 million, <laughs> which means that everybody has bought four fucking packs of this stuff. Yeah, it's... What the fuck? It's fucking insane. But... To to say the least. (laughs) But it's not without its detractors, and it can't seem to shake the image of the shit chips. (laughs) Even though most incidents of the runs occurred during to overconsumption, most people are overconsuming them. Of course, they're Americans. Why are people stuffing their faces with the shit chips? Because they can't feel their appetite going. It's best encapsulated with this extract from that New York Times article about the trade show. Quote, Cassandra Campbell, a collection agent for a trucking company, picked up a sample. Tastes like real Pringles, she said, munching on an original flavoured chip and eyeing her boyfriend, Bob Hamilton, who had already finished his fistful of sour cream and onion. (laughs) No fat, she said. I guess I can sit down and eat half a bag. That is the fucking attitude that was permeating through all these people because they were like, Fat free trips! (laughs) And it's just like, everyone's just like, Hmm, I'm never going to see the result of this because it's never going to hit my hips. Is is it possible that these things weren't laxatives? However, everybody was eating a truck of them. Like if you eat if you eat a kilo of any chips, yeah, I don't give a fuck what's in them. You are shitting your life out. Yeah, exactly. But there's I mean, no I mean, chance. There's this no had chance. More, this had more of a pronounced laxative effect than than, than most of. I mean, even extra gum. Has excess consumption causes a laxative effect. Yeah, it's so it, it, it's, it's it's written on it. Yeah, like exactly. It, it, I mean, it doesn't say, "Dear fucks, but, uh, yeah. this is going to be anal leakage." But it's but it's, it's uh, it, it still begs the question. I mean, look, people are people are just shoveling them in because no fat. Sure, no fat guys. Let's get this summer body in shape. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> To the shops, grab some shit Pringles, and we'll sit on the couch. Cover of Men's Health, here I come. Totally getting that date with Gina Davis. <laughs> Classic nineties reference. <laughs> it does uh, bring an all new meaning to the phrase "suns out, buns out," <laughs> because you uh, you ain't lived through a summer in America until you have spent most of your time buying new undies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so eventually starts uh, starts as eventually things start going wrong apart from the anal leakage. We mean eventually. First red flag. No, fiftieth red flag. First red flag. Incorrect. The red flag. Go 
on. Canada? Yeah. And the entirety of Europe are like, no humans should be eating this. Oh, we are banning this. Yes. It's not allowed in our country. Good. Canada are always measured with this stuff. Yeah. Europe, are, mm, we'll find out. Next red flag. Probably not as scary. Well, probably more scary to a lot of fat people. Word of mouth spread that it tasted inferior to, <laughs> to, to the full fat versions. Yeah, see, that's a problem. People are like, well, humans shouldn't be eating this. Meh. Nah, they don't taste as good. What? Take what? <laughs> Give me back my chips! <laughs> so, <laughs> due to the cost of creating Olestra, which I heard was just literally cooking soybean oil and adding sugar to it while you're mixing it, that's literally oh, all what? it is, the chips containing it were also more expensive because they required more ingredients to make. So that's now why things start to go wrong in terms of how many chips are being bought? Because from 1998 to 2000, chips containing Alestra generated $200 million in sales. What the actual shit? It may seem like a lot. Yeah. It may seem like a lot, but, right? But, but what's the total market? But that is $200 million less than $400 million in just 1998. Sure. So $400 million in just 1998, and then from end of 1998 to the end of 2000, only $200 million. Right. So that's a, that's a significant drop. It's a significant drop, yeah. You'd think that they'd outlaw it or stem the tide, but most com- most companies did what they know what what they know that how to do in this situation. Rebrand, baby. <laughs> Rebrand. Yeah, yeah. Most chip lines changed it to light. Mm-hmm. Light chips yep. in the early two thousands. I remember them well. But the Alestra was still present. But uh, what in the early two thousands? Yeah. What chip brands were these? I'm not going to tell you. We're going to play chip roulette at the end of this cast. Oh, my God. You'd think... Well, okay, so you, you jump forward to 2011. What the fuck? Yeah. You jump forward to 2011, and a study by Purdue University finds that Olestra incites weight gain by tricking the body into thinking it doesn't need to metabolise fatty foods. Oh, dear God. This is the worst chemical. It's so bad. Why why is this in chips? I don't know. Once your body is accustomed to a lesser fat that has no calories, the body is then surprised by the calories of real fat and has trouble metabolising Metabolising them. Oh, shit. This thing is the fucking antichrist. So it's meant to be fat-free. Actually makes you fat. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so just to just to sort of to this point, so we're in 2011. Yeah, and Canada has said that it's fucked. Yep, Europe has outlawed it. Yep, America still has it. Yep, it has been proven to uh, uh, to actually make you shit make, your guts make out. you make you make you buy new undies because you shit a hole through the existing ones. Yep, you have to yep. put on weight because your body can't metabolise real fat. And you have a high risk of cancer. Yes. Uh, I repeat, what the actual fuck? America. <laughs> it's the big, land of the free and the home of the brave. Big so that, that That study by Purdue University obviously finds that it's not, in fact, fat-free. It makes you fatter. Yep. And that it's is the opposite. And that is, that is the nail in the coffin. 
But Alessa is a fucking zombie vampire who will not go down. No! There are chips out there that still contain Alessa Gus. Oh, quick. We have to... We, Despite the fact that it's awful for you, and according to Michael Jacobson, the former executive director of the Center for Science and the Public Interest, poses the short-term risk of diarrhea and the long-term risk of cancer... Alestra lives on. <laughs> Apparently the companies are like, fine, eat the fucking anal leakage chips, but if you get gastro and or cancer, that's on you, you dumb piece of fat shit. <laughs> this does oh. not have a happy ending. This does not have a happy ending. P&G Money has made sure that Alestra can still be found in their products. But luckily, luckily, it has been on a steady incline. Decline should be... That should be <laughs> the opposite de- of incline. That's definitely the opposite. I've just an been an- doing a lot of... anti-incline. I've just been doing a lot of the Stairmaster recently. It's been a steady decline as people have realised that fat isn't the enemy in our diets. This is really the reason why things are going down for them. Because people, as you know now, living in the world that we live in at this moment... Yeah. ...that fat is no longer the enemy as science became more readily available on the subject and people were looking into it. They found that it was the high levels of sugar and the high levels of sodium that are, that are to blame and, and, you know, abusing carbs and all that sort of stuff. It's not the actual levels of fat in the foods that we eat. And so those are the biggest threats to our health, not the actual fat. But, hey, if you want to cleanse and hate kale juice, reach for a can of light Pringles and anal leak your way to a healthier <laughs> you. Huge asterisk, you may get cancer. Oh, man. That is... What... I, Okay, where, can we play chip roulette? <laughs> I don't have any of those chips. Oh fuck! Some of those aren't even marketed here. So some of them. So some of the brands were uh, light Doritos, light Tostitos. I don't even know if they if Tostitos, I don't know are, if Tostitos available are here, here anymore. I, Tostitos used to be available here because they actually were very good, and they used to make the salsa that came with it as well. Yeah, and Ruffles, which I think aren't available yeah. in this market anymore. Uh, they, they they definitely. I remember light Ruffles. I remember Ruffles from from the early two thousands. Ru- I thought Ruffles were great, but I just don't know if Ruffles are available in Australia anymore. Yeah, but you also love Enemas, so I can see how that uh, that came about. The early two thousands mm. were an interesting learning learning time for us all. I was a sucker for foods that really really fucked me up, like those <laughs> cheesy tube chips that um, cut the roof of your mouth nah, open. Nah, nah. Nah, that was that was like eating glass. Oh yeah, cheesy, gross glass. And then you'd get the shit on your fingers. You'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna need some industrial wipes. <laughs> I can't yeah. touch anything." So good. And that, what the fuck, Rick? Yeah. That's that yeah. is the story of the Disney princess Olestra. <laughs> <laughs> She'll make you shit your pants. <laughs> She'll kiss, give you cancer. Kiss me, and you'll just shit your pants and get cancer. <laughs> Uh, so oh, that, man. That, that that is it for this week. It's kind of weird, that story, because it literally feels like it ends in the middle because it's like almost an ongoing story. It's a, Well, it, it, what do you mean? It, it's almost It's like, like the Haribo it, Bears. You can still buy them. You can them. still buy them. And you can, you can still buy the, the five kilo and Haribo, Bears. Haribo have just gone, meh. I love that that review came out on Amazon for the, for the Haribo Gummy Bears and the response was, get this, a huge uptick in the sales of Haribo gummy bears. Yes, yeah, people because wanted people to wanted to find out whether they also would shit their lives out. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, it, it is. It's it's like inverse marketing, mate. Pe- people are people are fucked. It's a, well, we watched the 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 death chip uh, news crew thing the other day, and it was literally just mm. everybody going, mm, "How bad can they?" Oh my god! <laughs> it's one chip. <laughs> it's a fire. It's a fucking chip in a coffin, mate. So. So here's the thing with uh, with a 
a food that actually makes you uh, put on weight and that and that has much higher fat uh, fat content than you uh, than you think, and it fucks your body up and the rest of it. The thing I was thinking of is my my grandfather uh, was a was a invented lightfuls. <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather, Mister Olestra, <laughs> uh, he was a, a he loved a beer, um, and so. My mum uh, and and my grandmother were trying to devise a way to get him to stop drinking uh, as much heavy beer during the summer because he'd yeah. just sit there and watch the cricket and just just punch beers yeah. during the day. Yeah, so yeah. I've gone, mm, you know what we'll do? Uh, let's go and, and – because mum was pretty crafty. Uh, let's go and get low-carb – Beers, no, yeah. no, uh, light yeah. beers. Let's let's go. Let's go and get low carb beers. Okay, uh, so that he doesn't get fat because uh, because we won't be able to move um, him to to, to to basically move him if he becomes jab of the heart. Yeah, and so they go and get low carb beers. Uh, take all of the Melbourne bitter labels off the normal bottles, chuck them on the new low carb bottles, and give them to my grandfather. Yeah, who sits there. Uh, and he, he's coming to dinner each day, and it's almost like they've got a litmus test because they know how pissed he normally is, and he's way more pissed. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? And uh, it turns out that in the <laughs> 1960s, low-carb beer, about twice the alcohol. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's sitting there watching the cricket going, oh, <laughs> this new, new Melbourne bitter is amazing. <laughs> and coming to dinner, just passing out <laughs> because oh, he's had shit. his normal eight tins or uh, eight schooners uh, uh, and, and bottles and he's just going, I am just... <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Sometimes the best intentions can have the worst hilarious outcomes. That, Not the case with Big Pharma because you guys are evil vampire fucks. Yeah. Well, that is that is the full premise of this show. <laughs> you encapsulated it pretty well yeah. before that Big Pharma go fuck yourself line. <laughs> so I'm going to get the rundown for people who want to get in touch with us through the week. Um, so if you do want to get in touch with us, Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is look up Shit Show on Facebook or if you want to follow us on Twitter, which you should do because we put up a whole bunch of stuff that we talk about in the cast, um, you look us up at, at Shit Show Cast. Look that up, put it on the Twitter and follow us and you can like our tweets. Yep. Uh, the only other thing is that if you are in Sydney and you would like to come and see us recording live, we are at the Oxford Arts Factory on the 3rd and the 10th of December. They're both Sundays. Both both Sundays, but it is at the family-friendly time of 7.30pm. Shit show live! Watch us read from laptops! Yeah. Doors, yeah. doors, doors! Speedway! Uh, we've got uh, we've got an awesome supporting act that we uh, forgotten the name of, but he make sure to come down. He's funny. It, he's good. We've seen he's, a thing. <laughs> but yeah, prop, if worst case scenario, we won't have a supporting act, and you just be sinking piss, and, yes. with, and we'll be talking shit. It's going to be the best. And if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, look us up on the podcast app or Apple iTunes or any good place that we find podcasts. Just look us up, Shit Show, all one word, or go to our dedicated website, shitshow.com.au. www.shitthing.biz. <laughs> 
Do not confuse people. We've gone down this road before. <laughs> Go Shit to that. Show. It's my rival site. No, it's not. It's much better. No, it's not. Shitshow.com.au. Go there. Press the subscribe to podcast button. It is fucking giant and takes up half the page just the way we wanted it. The subscribe button on shitthing.biz is bigger. Fuck you. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.